This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schler alongside Mike Evans, Scott the Huff, producing the show. Millennial Ben helping out today as well. Big shout out to Millennial Ben, who uh, helping put us uh, put the podcast on air. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat. Uh, work out with Sweet Sweat. I use it all the time, and Warm up my joints, uh, limber up, get ready to roll. Got the Sweet Sweat waist belt on, especially when I squat because it gives me a little support. Um, and I started squatting again, so it's been it's been a lifesaver for crying out Why loud. Why are you squatting? Um, I mean, your legs. You played in the NFL for a decade and a half on spindly turkey legs. Why I are you know. trying to build them up now? Well, because uh, why wouldn't I? Like I just because my legs are skinny does not mean my legs aren't strong. So you know, the whole thing started out. My daughter works for Sweet Sweat. She gave me one of the Sweet Sweat belts right as a weight it's a waist trimmer you know it's a you sweat more you you know it's kind of a heat activated thing right there's no heat in the actual um the actual coconut kind of oil you put on but the belt you know it just makes you sweat it makes you feel good but i started I, like i literally started with the bar and i was almost embarrassed because i at one time i'm 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 right next to this lady who's pretty thick you know, she's like she's been working out. She's like a a power lifter, and I'm just like, don't shame me because I'm just doing the bar right now. And eventually, I've worked my way, and I feel great doing it, even though my knee doesn't bend very well. I'm very slow and very methodical about it. But you know, I'll I'll put two twenty five on my back, and I'll do sets of fifteen. And I tell you what, I I feel great doing it. I think. Um, See, you, you get to be, see, what you did, what you just described there isn't fair. And I'm just speaking as one of the masses here, okay? Okay. It's not fair. Because you were able to stand next to this this woman who, like you just said, is thick. And you're like, hey, you know, don't, don't. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm just going to start with the bar right, right now. You know, knowing full well that you can take 10 steps over to the bench press and easily throw up. 300 pounds like it's no big thing 300 pounds is no big thing that's what uh, i'm saying yeah so yeah she can't do that she can't do that <laughs> no. right I dominate her so, bench pressing so you can be self-deprecating yeah knowing that you got that ace up your sleeve yeah but we I, can't do that mm-hmm. like i would stand next to mm-hmm. said yoked woman mm-hmm. and i would try to squat with the the, the bar and right. i'd have no self-deprecating comment to make i would just have to be embarrassed right well but you are built the same as she is because you're thick down <laughs> i am thick too uh, actually i could probably squat maybe more than you because uh, i am i thick. would i would i would uh, imagine yeah. but anyhow anyway. I, I started doing it again and uh i i just got a shout out to my friends at sweet sweat uh check them out they sponsor the podcast at sweetsweat.com if you want more information 
Um, so we appreciate you guys over at Sweet Sweet. Sorry, I had to have a little bit of levity because yeah. I knew that what we're going to be talking about today is not necessarily our fun and games podcast. Dude, dude, how about how about I stepped on a plane? I was in L.A. yesterday, and and this is you know for the first time. And I've been, you know, coronavirus. Okay, I get it. I'm gonna wash my hands. I mean, you know, I mean, we like I was joking around yesterday, like, hey, we may all die, but at least our hands are gonna be just spotless, right? So, I mean, I've I've done, you know, what the experts say to do. I've washed my hands. I've made sure that you know I've covered my mouth. If I'm gonna cough or I'm gonna sneeze, I'm I'm trying to take the precautions that we're told to take. So. I think it really hit me yesterday for the first time because I was the first time I'm really back traveling again, Mike. I'm walking through LAX, which is a pretty large airport. And I spent a lot of time in LAX. And there were a few people in there, but relatively speaking, it was empty. I was in the United Club. And the United Club, usually you can't find a table. And I'm sitting in one section of the United Club. I'm talking to my wife. And I'm just looking around, and I said, wait a minute. And I started counting. In the one little section I was in, there were 20-some, like 22 unused tables. Like it was empty. Unheard of. Un- it's always packed. Like, you can't find a-, a chair to sit down in half the time. And I'm like, my Lord, the airport's empty. I land in DIA. I'm walking through DIA. It's empty. Now, well, relatively and, speaking, and for comparative speaking here, this was um, Wednesday. Yeah, you flew out through Denver to LAX uh-huh. just last Sunday. Yeah, and how much it changed? It, it, it's changed dramatically. I mean, like like a dramatic change. Uh, and I think it was a little less than normal on Sunday, but by Wednesday, I mean, I stepped on a plane on Wednesday. I took a two-hour flight. I stepped off the plane, and the NBA season had been postponed. Just like that. Just like that. Well, I mean, it was it was not hey weeks. It was hours, and boom, done. Wednesday will go down as an unprecedented day in sports history. I mean, what took place on Wednesday was like unlike anything we've ever seen before. Right. And so, when when it comes to this whole coronavirus COVID-19 debate. One thing that, I mean, we could debate all different sorts of what happened, but there's no denying that what happened Wednesday was unprecedented in the history of sports. Right. And now you've got uh, Rudy Gobert has COVID-19. They just said Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz, has just been diagnosed with that. Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, I think there's I think there's some realness. You know, there's there's a well, I I know it's real, but you know, for all the people that are like, "Hey, it's complete overreaction." And I got to admit, I I was a little bit on that side like, "Hey, let's not lose our heads." And I'm not one of those guys that's going to you know, that's going to live in fear. But the odds are that I'm in good health and I've got a strong immune system. If I got sick, I would recover. And I think a lot of people are freaked out about, wow, the NBA overreaction and this, that, and the other, canceling, you know, canceling or or postponing the season. Um, And I think you have to look at the overall scheme of things. I'm okay with being um, 
preemptive. I'm okay with, instead of being reactive, to make sure that we get out in front as much as we can to try to help, you know, stem the tide, try to help um, make sure that it doesn't spread as, you know, th- that that it doesn't have the opportunity to spread as quickly as it would. So, so did the NBA do the right thing? And, and here's why it's so important. Because the NBA did something so unusual, mm-hmm. really the other leagues are going to have no choice but to sort of follow suit. So, I mean, there, there's there's a domino effect here. So did the NBA, who right. started this, are they did they do the right thing? Yeah, I, I believe they did. I, I believe they didn't. You know, you're walking away. You're walking away. As NBA owners, and and this is what I know about professional sports leagues and billion-dollar owners, right, is they didn't make billions of dollars by, you know, necessarily being altruistic. They, They made it because they're businessmen. And to potentially step away from that revenue to say, hey, this is bigger than revenue, like, we, we have to be uh, – Mark Cuban came out and said, Lan, I'm thinking about my 84-year-old mother or 82-year-old mother or whatever she was, right? These are the things that I'm thinking about right now, and that's bigger than the NBA season as it, as it currently is constructed. Now, we've postponed it, and I've seen the cynics out there saying, well, they've postponed it, but they're going to come back, you know, and, and they're just waiting for – uh, make sure they don't lose lose money. Like this is a, a money grab. They're making sure they don't lose money. And when it blows over, now they're going to gouge you know the NBA fans. But there's no, it's no guarantee. There's that no guarantee they're going to come back. Well, they're, well, there's no guarantee that they're going to come back and make up right. the games that are postponed. I mean, it may be one of these things. Again, we just don't know how long this is going to last. Right. But it may be one of those things that they're like, all right, yeah, we're coming back in. Um, you know, May. And we're going to start the playoffs. Well, we're starting the playoffs. Yeah. So we're, wherever we were back on, you know, March 11th, March 12th, that those are the stand, those are the final standings. Yeah. And we commenced the playoffs from there. I mean, there's no guarantee. So to say that, you know, they're, they're going to make it all back. I don't, I don't think you can make right. that guarantee. And I right think, now. I think you're already a hundred percent right now. And it's Thursday right now while we're recording this, Mike. And, NHL has already canceled skate arounds this morning. I think it's only a matter of time before the NHL postpones their season. Well, I just got a note that the uh, TPC uh, Players Championship mm-hmm. at Sawgrass, they're playing today with a gallery. But they announced that the final three rounds, no fans. Right. So, I mean, everybody to a degree is following suit. Um, and I think it's, you know, obviously I think it's the right thing to do. Here's, I don't pretend to be a scientist. I don't, I, I listen to what people that are far smarter than me, more educated than I, um, tell me is the appropriate measure to take and I'll take it. And, and again, I'm not going to live, I'm not going to live in fear, but I'm also not going to be, I'm not going to be irresponsible. And it's not just about me. It's about everybody that I come in contact with because, you know, this virus has a incubation period or gestation period of, you know, six to 14 days or whatever it is before you could even start showing symptoms. So, 
it, it really becomes like the people that 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 pound the table and be like, I'm not going to be, you know, I, if I get sick, I'll put myself in my home and and then I'll, you know, and I'll just get better and I'll recover. And I'm not, I, I'm I'm inconvenienced and and it and it pisses me off. I, it's just not about you. This is about us as a country collectively. And it's about people, not with the stronger immune systems, but it's about the people that don't, the people that are compromised. You know, my mother is going through blood cancer right now and she's doing her, you know, she's doing all her treatments and she's, she's doing the chemo and stuff. And she and my wife here are supposed to be heading out to Houston to MD Anderson to do stem cell treatments and everything else. And you know, I'm not worried about me or even necessarily my wife. I, I I certainly have some concern, but we're in good health. I'm worried about my mother. Can you get on a? Can you effectively get on a plane and fly from Alaska to Houston and and you know and and not compromise? You already have a weakened immune system because you're doing the chemo. Like, how does that affect you? And mm-hmm. and we need to be careful with her health, right? And and so it's about all the other people. That I'm concerned about. Well, it's also about that we just don't totally know the full scope of this. And it's why I get kind of irritated when I hear people say, well, it's only the flu. You're, can't, you're shutting down the NBA season because of the flu. Mm-hmm. The flu does this every year. The flu kills this many people every right. year. And the coronavirus to this point is just a small, small, small percentage of the number of people that are impacted by the flu every year. And, and that's all true right now. As of now, right. we don't totally know what the scope of this could be. And, you know, I, I would ra- I would just rather we overreact than underreact. And if it comes to be that this thing fizzles out in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and all of our boogeyman fears turns out we're, we're ill-founded, then you know what? For every single one of you out there who believes this is a, a, a giant mass hysteria that is being uh, blown out of proportion. You have every right, if you ever come across me or DM me in Twitter, to say, I told you so. And you know what? I would love to. I, I hope you do. I hope you can do that. I would love for people to be able to come on and say, see, I told you so. I told you this was no big deal. I told right. you that this was just some you know, media-driven creation, and you guys all overreacted and created an unnecessary panic. Don't you feel foolish? And you know what I hope I can say? Damn right I was, and I'm glad I was. Right. You know, good. Uh, I'm, but, I'm glad you were right. right. I'm glad you were right and I was wrong. But you know what? I don't want to – who wants to take that chance? Right. I mean, when you see what's going on in Italy, whole country's shut down. Yeah. You know, and it's On not thirty-day quarantine, and it's not. And I think stink that the thing about this that I, I don't think enough people are, are taking a look at. It's not just the idea that well, if I get sick, I'm young enough, I'm in good enough health, I'll be able to get over it. The fact is that this thing spreads so rapidly, and it hits people so suddenly that you worry that it's going to tax our overall healthcare structure. Mm-hmm. To the point where we can't hold up. That's my concern. Right. You know, I mean, that's the issue in in Italy right now. Um, You know, it it can't hold up. Uh, They don't have enough beds. They don't have enough equipment. Their doctors are incredibly overworked to the point of, you know, breaking. Those are the things that I think you have to take into account here about what could happen. 
beyond just, well, it's the flu, and if I get the flu, I'll just stay home and I'll right. get over it. I um, I for one, I'm glad we're we're, you know, as a country right now, are trying to take the necessary precautions to stop the spread as much as possible. And you know, interestingly enough, you talk about all these sports leagues following suit, the PGA, National Hockey League. I imagine Major League Baseball yep. at some point will probably postpone the start of their season. I can't imagine they start on time. I don't know about the NCAA tournament, but I, I could see them canceling the whole NCAA tournament or at least not playing it in front of people. Um, I could see that going down as well. You know, even the NFL came out today and said, hey, man, we're looking at, you know, looking at the potential of the draft. We're looking at free agency. I mean, think about free agency in general, Mike. You know, it, it opens up, what, Monday? And that's what you and I cover most of the time is the NFL. Yep. So free agency opens up that legal tampering, I believe, is Monday, and then you can start signing free agents on Wednesday. Um, you know, there are going to be a couple of prominent free agents that, that sign without – making any trips, right? Like they will already have this contract worked out. They probably already have the contract worked out. And you know, Are you're just saying sign. there's a legal tampering going on before the uh, legal before tampering. The legal tampering yes. <laughs> so it'll probably already be done. But for the rest of those free agents, you know, there is um, both for the teams and, and the players, there is this courting period that I think is an important period. Like, as a player, I wanted, when I was a free agent in 1995, I wanted to make the trips. I wanted to meet the coaches. I wanted to see the facilities. I wanted to get a, to get a feel of where, you know, where I was. Hey, we'd like to have you versus, hey, we need you. We need you to help, you know, to help get our franchise over the top. And... You know, frankly, it's it's different everywhere you go. As a player, I wanted to feel that. As an organization, man, I want a guy to come in here that's committed to our program, that wants to help us rise up, right? That wants, like, I, I'm sure, and I don't know how many players or organizations have gone through that kind of courting period and came out on the other end going, man, we really don't want this player. Or that player going, man, I really don't want to have to go to that organization. But I'm sure it's more than a handful of times, Mike. And, you know, that that part of the process could be suspended based on, you know, just based on health in general. I don't want to put the player in harm's way of getting on a plane and traveling across the country and Pro doing days. all that stuff. Pro days. You know, Pro a days. lot of teams might just decide, you know, we're, we're not going to send this many people or send anybody to this guy's pro day. Don't want them to get on a plane. Don't want to be around other people. Do you know how many people showed up to the Maybe end? the athletes themselves right. don't want to do their pro right. days. Why you know, why do you want to run the risk right. of perhaps catching from somebody else? Do you know how many people showed up to last I think it was last year's NFL draft or the draft in Philly? Over six hundred thousand people. Clogged the streets and you know, and it was a draft party, it's right? Great. It was awesome. Everybody wants to host the draft now. Right. Now it's in Vegas this year. It could be in front of no crowd. It could be at the Thomas and Mack Center. Right. You know, everybody just set up some tables. It'll be old school. Old school. Like the days when ESPN first started covering. Right. Pete Rosell is there, and each table has a 
team helmet, a couple guys sitting there, and right. they're on a phone. Right. And that's and it. Then, and then uh, what was the guy's name? Was it Tobin, Bill Tobin, <laughs> with, the, with the vodka soda in his hand? <laughs> yeah. Who the hell is Mel Kuyper anyhow? <laughs> what the hell does Mel Kuyper know? <laughs> Who did they draft? Did they draft Trev Albert? I or think something? it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mel, stood Mel, was like, Mel stood by Mel his guns like, on that one. Shows they don't know what they're doing when it comes to the draft. Right. Like, Who the hell is Mel Kuyper? <laughs> Just classic. Classic old school well, NFL Mel got stuff. the last laugh on that one, didn't no. he? So, yeah, no, I think it's, um, you know, in the big scheme of what's going on right now, it is insignificant, of course, but it just goes to show how – the, the tentacles of this impacts even, you know, even football in its offseason. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, and it's, um, I think as you mentioned, it, it this is just the start, right? I mean, this is, this, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, obviously. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know that it will dissipate or that, that it will continue to grow. Um, but um, we're kind of in this thing together, and it's, it's, it's just been interesting, to say the least. Well, I, I guess just, you know, our message to everybody is uh, stay safe, but, you know, live your life. Right. And go, you know, go go continue to have fun and, and, and do stuff. Just be, you know, just be a little bit more aware. That's all. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And, mm-hmm. you know, if that person next to you starts to cough, go, uh, what are you doing? Right. You know, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of depressing, right? It is, it is, and but what what's the alternative, right? right. Well, we certainly have hit a new. I mean, this is a new. We've created a precedent, right? I mean, we just had a major sports league postpone a season because of a virus. Yeah, and look, it's it new territory, and I'm I guess I'm pretty confident in saying. I guess because I don't want to even consider the alternative, but this will pass. Right. Right? Like, viruses pass, right? We will come through this, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, But there probably will be another one at some point, you know? And you're right. I think you brought up uh, you brought that up on our regular radio show is that, you know, this does create a precedence. What, what happens moving forward? And I guess the only answer to that is we got to see how this plays out. Right. You know? I mean, it could be. It turns out that there, that, that this is the blueprint right. for the how you handle these things in the future. Blueprint. Right. Um, you know, all these places have. I mean, by the way, I mean, you, all of you who work in management for whatever company, I bet you have some sort of disaster plan, catastrophe oh. plan in place. Um, and I'm sure that a, that a, now a, falls, a, and right. that now includes. You maybe added a chapter to that booklet. That yeah. includes, you know, what happens if a pandemic breaks out, right. you know? If you didn't, you've, you're creating, you're creating one on the one. fly. Yeah. I get, I get, like, all the different airlines I fly all the time. I'm getting emails constantly right now from United, from American, from Delta, like, our COVID-19, you know, you know the, the plan and what we're doing and how we're keeping you safe. And safety is our number one priority and all these different things that are going on. And like everybody's creating it. We work at Bonneville, the, the station that we work at and we're getting informations and up uh, information and updates and, and things all the time. Is there, is there putting together their, you know, their plan, their contingency plans. And Hey, if you do feel sick, don't come to work, you know, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's it, everybody's, everybody's on it. Yeah. 
And we'll see how this thing plays out. And it could turn out that this was exactly the way to handle it. Maybe history will look back on this and say it was an overreaction. Although, if it ends up not becoming as big a deal as some are predicting, would that have been because, because all these things were done right. in the first place? Because you know? precautions were taken, right. right? So, it's really interesting. We're in uncharted territory right, right now, you know? And I, I know that there are plenty of people out there who say, hey, just, you know, you guys talk football, you talk sports, stick to sports. But, and you know what? You and I were doing it 24 hours from right. uh, from this time that we're recording this. We were. We were just right. talking regular sports. But then Wednesday happened, which was an unprecedented day in sports right. history. So how can it not affect, at least in the short term, the way you're talking about sports? I was on television yeah. yesterday at this time. At, at one o'clock Pacific, so four o'clock Eastern. Yeah, talking about some teams aren't as interested in Tom Brady <laughs> as Tom Brady is interested in other teams. Right. That's and, and Dak Prescott's contract. Will he regret not accepting right. the con- latest contract? That at one o'clock, four o'clock Eastern. That's what I was talking about. And you know what, Mark? That's cool. That's great. And that's what we do. We take those. Right. Obviously, not life and death. Debates, but we make them life and death mm-hmm. in our own little sports bubble. Right. But I'm sorry, just right now debating, you know, how much you should be paying Dak Prescott or, or where which team Brady's going to play. Right, yeah. kind of seems a little hollow, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it really does. It does. Doesn't so, mean we won't be doing it in three days from now, but right now, after yesterday, I hope. I hope in three days from now, that's what we're talking. About. <sighs> that's what I hope. Anyhow, hey, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth podcast, man, uh, sorry to be a downer, but uh, we appreciate you guys. That's for sure. We absolutely do. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Sweet Sweat for being the uh, presenting sponsor of this program. Check them out at sweetsweat.com. Also, Mark's All Pros, my personal referral network, marksallpros.com. You can find out more information there, changing the referral network game. Uh, for everybody involved in the Stinking Truth Podcast, thank you so much, guys. Um, wash your hands, stay safe, and uh, we will talk to you next week.